Welcome to episode 011 of the One Take Podcast. It's Adam here again, and we're back for Liquid Football, another episode with Joe and Robbo as Scott sits it out and adds is unavailable. We talk all things Premier League, some transfer ideas for our clubs, the top four race, some championship talk, as well as some predictions for the week ahead. Gragelong Finance is the executive sponsor of the One Take Podcast. Gragelong Finance's aim is to provide their clients with choice and a simplified lending process for home, investment, commercial, business, car, and personal loans. Let them do the hard work for you, review the market, deal with the banks, and find the best financial solutions for your personal situation. Specializing in residential home loans and free financing, Gragelong Finance would love to help you achieve your financial dreams. Book an appointment today at gragelongfinance.com.au or give them a call on 0437-095-312. But for now, let's get into the podcast. back back with liquid football episode 11 of the pod i don't even know this might be like our fifth episode um we're not as angry today not as fiery but i am joined by uh the most peaceful vegan i know and the richer richest elitist that i know uh robbo and joe joe and robbo welcome back yeah how you doing man hey adzi how are we yeah i'm good lovely intro thank you I didn't want to be like, oh, well, I can say it now. I guess like it's like, well, welcome to the richest friend I know. And, uh, <laughs> oh my God. not even. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm also happy now. I'm not, quite, I'm not quite a vegan yet, but I'm sure I'm going to get there, mate. Oh, you're on your way. Yeah. How about the ever reliable Canadian podcasters? Yeah, so Scott's out. Scott's been, for those who don't know, Scott's been modeling all day and he's very tired. So. He has to actually, I guess, I guess when you're that good looking, you do have to get your beauty sleep and he's enjoyed a birthday weekend in London now that people in England are allowed to live their lives. So, um, he's sitting this one out, uh, our, our stand in who hasn't made his debut yet adds, um, his practicing law. So he's not here either. So it's the three of us. So we're just going to run through the weekend's results. Talk about top four again. Um, relegation is sort of off the, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's off the menu now, it feels like. It is. Um, much like the top of the league with City winning, United drawing, that pipe dream is over. Then we'll talk about the championship. Uh, Joe's got a bit of passion there with Brentford that we're going to touch on. And of course, we'll run through the weekly predictions. Now, when Scott returns next week, we will run through who is winning the predictions so far. So I've got about a month's worth. Now, Scott did miss a week. Um, but he has done very well, so it may not matter. Uh, so next week we'll see. And next week we'll also be talking about the uh, Premier League legends voting. So the boys and I have been talking about this quite a bit. The, the voting for the inaugural Premier League Hall of Fame is underway, closes on March 9th for the fan vote before it goes to March, the panel. The, the panel, 
May 9th, sorry. So at the moment, for those who don't know, Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer are the first inductees and then six others will go in from a short list of 23. We've had a hell of a time trying to pick our own and now that Scott's out, we've decided we'll go next week. We've got still a bit of time. It is a very, very hard thing to do. But for now, we'll talk about the football. So the weekend shook out well for the the podcasters here. Leicester, About time. Leicester just did their best Manchester United impression. Uh, Kalishian and Arsio continues to continues to thrive. Uh, Chelsea got a very important win. Arsenal shit the bed again. Liverpool shit the bed. And um, you guys must be feeling good. Who wants to start? Yeah, I'll start, I guess. Um, considering the game was yesterday, so fairly fresh in my mind. But yeah, as you mentioned, a uh, very good win. Palace have been one of our bogey sides over previous seasons and was definitely a bit nervous going into the game. And funnily enough, I feel that Wilfred Zaha always scores against us and, and he did again yesterday. Um, so yeah, it was like a tale of two two halves, really. Uh, first, first half, we were at sea. Uh, really, really slow moving the ball, no speed. Um, just looked a bit lost for ideas. Silly mistake, cost us the goal. And then I kind of thought, oh, here we go. Is this is this where we uh, demise, similar to last season? But uh, I guess not surprised. I always thought we'd come back, but it was um, great performance in the second half to see us come back and, and, and not only get um, one point, but turned it into three. So... I believe now uh, that's 19 points from losing positions for us this season. So only second to United. It's not 28. Mentioned. It's not. No. It's 19. It's not United as many as 28. 20, 28 from. Yeah. Well, United just usually yeah. let the other team score first and then then decide to start playing, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was good. Um, Vardy looked. I mean, lively around the box, missed a few chances, but yeah, I think credit goes to Kelechi, um, Inacho. So he's been very prolific since having his run in the team. Top scorer in the league since March, and long may it continue. Um, it was a great win for us, and on to Friday with Southampton. Hopefully, now that is the momentum that we need to carry us across the line when it comes to the top four. Hopefully, we can solidify third place as. Fourth position is always up in the air based on who wins um, the Europa League and whatnot. Um, like we won't be sure until the end of the season if there's going to be five teams from England in the Champions League next year or four. But yeah, happy, happy with, with the win. Um, yeah, what, what do you think, Adzi? Uh, I was going to ask, you know, Kalishi, I think that's 12 goals in nine games. Yeah. An incredible run, really. It just it didn't feel like that. I mean, it seemed like he was, I mean, we talked about it before, it seemed like a loan was sort of inevitable. And the, the turnaround this year, or this, the second half of the season, has been good to see. I mean, we saw flashes at City and then flashes when he first came to the club. Um, and one of the cool things about it is his buyback clause with City expired um, in January, I think. So great timing. Oh, he had a buyback clause of fifty million pounds, and that's expired. Yeah, buyback. So love that, love that for you. Um, but does it feel like um, when you compare it to last season, um, does it feel like you're a different team now? Like you've taken the next step forward? Yeah, for sure. I think so. And uh, the thing with that is, you just kind of have to block out all the noise, right, and let people talk about 
um, last season. But at the end of the day, the players can just kind of control what's going on in the dressing room and focus on the next game. But you're right, we would have lost that game last year or drew. So definitely, I think we've grown as a team, matured and it was a great result and I'm, I, I'm over the moon that we won big win. Um, and then, yeah, just on your point on Kelechi, he's so humble as well in, in, in the way he goes about his um, post-match interviews and um, he's just all about the team, right? But I mean, it was just uh, a matter of time according to the players and everyone around the club at Leicester. He does this in training every month, but yeah, he didn't score his first goal in the Premier League until... Uh, I think it was 3rd of February or something like that, or March Balesta. even. Balesta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's actually the top scorer now as well. He's overtaken Vardy. So. Since well, I, that, I, that tells you a lot. Yeah, I was 17 goals. Him, mate. Yeah, that, the goal he scored um, the other day, or yesterday, yesterday, yeah, mate, that's a cool, it's a real striker's goal in a sense of someone who's showing confidence, mate, a snapshot on the turn like that. So I love seeing goals like that. It's just being a keeper at the front post with a, yeah, it was a great goal. Yeah. Um, didn't even move. Keep it in it. Was it great or whatever? It didn't even move. Yeah, he didn't even move at all. So, um, no, it was great. Um, I was I was impressed with Leicester. I caught most of the game yesterday. And, um, yeah, I think you're I right. I you were annoyed. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I tend to not get annoyed with games. I, mean, I don't, in, in a sense, where if, if they... You wanted, them to, you wanted them to lose, you can say it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. No one's... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, screw it, man. Fuck them. But the end of the day, they deserve to win, they deserve to win. And I thought they showed immense maturity in the second half. And I think they've made great progress on the uh, the team that they were this time last year. Um, yeah. And it's crazy to think, like, I, yeah, that, you know, there's, there's big teams that are going to miss out. And it's just Leicester just sitting there tidily in third position comfortably. And honestly, I, don't, I, I think you're there, mate. I think I think you've, that Hopefully. was a big win. I think from an outside perspective, I know from a, as a Leicester point of view, you might still be thinking, oh, we could still drop out. But I think that's, I think you've, I think that's solid. I mean, I, I think what maybe two wins out of these remaining five games should yeah. suffice. Yeah. Two wins and a draw. So if we can win the next two against mm-hmm. Southampton and Newcastle, and then go into the last three, and I mean we 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 took seven points against uh, Spurs, Chelsea, and United in the um, league earlier this season. So yeah, you did. Well, that, yeah. that says it all. I think you can say from United's draw with Leeds, they're not massively concerned. With the league now, yeah. uh, they've rotated the squad for Roma, so that should play yeah, into your favour. I guess you have to hope they keep winning, so they have something bigger to focus on. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I was wondering if um, you know we could even maybe push for second, and if that game, I'm not sure what what is it, two or three before the last fixture. It's a third last. It could be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the third last. Yeah, and you guys play Liverpool this weekend, so hopefully uh, you can. Stop them from winning and continue. Oh, I hope United win that. Yeah. I'm, well, we've uh, got we've got um, Villa away the next week before hosting you guys at Old Trafford. So by then the margin could be within a game. So you might actually have you might actually want us to lose both of those. Yeah, I guess we'll not see. Not for me, mate. I'd rather see you win. Uh, I, yeah, I think. Oh yeah, you want you want Liverpool knocked out of the race, right? So I guess it's a, a lesser of two evils sort of argument. I just can't believe we're going to be looking down the barrel of that Liverpool team going. Looks like they're going to be in the Europa League next year. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's that's a weird. I've just thought about that just then. That's a very strange thing to think about, considering well, the team they have. But I still believe they feels very, like an underplayed, underplayed story, right? So, a team that won the Champions yeah. League two seasons ago, um, with maybe the best front three in Europe at the start of the season, at the very least, 
all of a sudden, yeah. um, you, ha- you have to wonder. There's always been whispers about um, Mo Salah potentially leaving. Uh, Mane has always wanted to play in wow. Spain too. So you wonder whether That'd questions be will be asked this summer. That being said, with all the money that Real Madrid and Barcelona want to spend on Haaland and Mbappe, that might be their saving grace, to be honest. But well, who they, knows? They even have the same owner. So. I was going to say on BBC this morning, they're reporting that they actually made losses as a club this year, Liverpool. So I don't know how much what that means for them. But Didn't everyone, though, for the most part? I'm sh- well, I don't know. There was just Liverpool in the report is what I saw as a headline. No time to look into it. But I suppose, Eddie, I can move on to, uh, I guess, the next big talking point for would be the Chelsea result, right? That would be... I don't know about that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it, was, it was big. It was a big game. It was the game of the weekend in terms of before the weekend started. Um, just great to see a, a nice, tidy win. Again, looking great shape-wise, solid defensively again. Thiago Silva somehow struggles to run out 90 minutes, but he's such a boss back there, mate. He has such control. But that, that immense shape, and we're finally seeing seeing the uh, the old brilliance of Kante after his injury worries this year. And We're looking solid. Brilliant. A bit of a blip against Brighton. That was a bit of a drab performance, but I, mean, I guess that happens from time to time. Uh, I think we suffered. Do we that. know if Silva can talk English yet? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I haven't actually heard him talk in a press conference. doesn't seem but, to yeah, be affecting his football. Good win for you guys. It was a good win. Um, yeah, it's, it was a, a bit of a dodgy sending off for West Ham at the end of the game, but they didn't really offer much. They didn't really have a shot, so it's good for a great team that's that's you know scored I mean, plentiful of goals to keep them keep them at bay. I thought that was very. I think impressive. they're over. They're overrated, to be honest. Like West Ham, are they? Yeah, I guess. I think so. Why? Like, because they're, like they're, they're, they're as close as think... anyone to the top four. They've pulled off great results. They've shown that they can score and defend. But they have they have been like massively Jekyll and Hyde. So if you look at it in that lens, I can understand it. But um, yeah, yeah, I just think I've had a few elaborate, few lucky results, and the games I've watched them in, uh, they've they've rarely been the better team throughout. You know, yeah, I'm just thinking recently. But um, I mean, yeah, fair fair play to them. Change change it up. I didn't really care in the result. Like a draw would have been ideal, but now Chelsea won. Hopefully, they can just keep winning and. West Ham keep losing and, and, and it, it moves down. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't like them, but I don't, what it is. I don't like That's... them much, to be fair. Actually, I'm a, I find them quite erratic, to be honest. If you look at their performances, they kind of remind me of the Leeds lead, earlier in the season. Um, it just If you look at their results... They may be a bit like us last year. They may be a bit like us last year. I don't yeah. know. Do you know what their best comparison is? It's actually quite logical when you think about it. They're just like David Moyes' Everton team. You just don't know what you're going to get game to game. Like they could beat you yeah, on any yeah. day, but then you could flog them four 0 in the same vein. Like mm. there's just something about the way his teams play football. If he doesn't get his tactics on, they get ba- absolutely battered. Well, or they yeah. like well, he's about, and they have str- one, like you know. Sorry, go ahead. Or they blow three 0 leads. Well, yep. think about. I was just going to say. Think of that. We we beat them three 0 in the mid Lampard era. In the in the, in the you know in the, between sandwich between three defeats either side before he got the second. But we beat West Ham three 0 in that period. And we weren't that great, but West Ham just got it all wrong that game. Yeah, you're right. I guess you, that well, is... That's good. Their, their, results, their results before the weekend. Lost 3-2 to Newcastle. Beat Leicester 3-2. Lost, uh, beat Wolves 3-2. Drew 3 yeah. all with West Ham, uh, Arsenal. Lost to United 1-0. Beat Leeds 2-0. Lost to City 2-1. Beat Tottenham 2-1. You don't know what you're going to get. No, you don't. It was 3-3. I was just reading that Balboina's well. red card's been overturned, by the way. 
it was a bit unjust. So I don't know why he got sent. That was, was another VAR mistake. I know we keep talking about it, but he that got referred to VAR. And he, the ref had a look at it, and he I feel it was very harsh. They sent him off. I don't yeah, I think Scott's it. Scott's ready for a big VAR debate on the pod. So um, yeah. I think we're going to have to do that at some point and let him just get yeah, all the anger out. I wonder if there's going to be big changes next year. I'm sure that they're going to have to. I think so. they're going to have to make changes. Whether that'll actually happen is another story. I just I think they'll continue to let VAR be the face of the criticism rather than like the FA itself or the Premier League because it, it gives them a faceless thing to blame. So it's just like, oh, it's just the system, even though it's the humans who keep fucking everything up. So it must feel good for Chelsea. I mean, it feels like they're a bit chameleon-like at the moment. They sort of, uh, the thing Tuchel's got them doing that impresses me is they, they're like a bit of a hybrid game to game. So you don't really know how they're going to set up or... They've been really flexible if they need to hold stronger defensively or be more expansive in attack. It feels like they do that. So I guess, mm. you know, you go off the weekend's result. Does it make you feel like you look you look to next season, you've already got a manager sorted. Um, it must feel pretty good as a Chelsea fan right now to think that maybe next uh, season you've, you've got a title push in you maybe. I mean, City are streaks ahead, but if you make the right additions and, you know, the right amount of luck with injuries, you guys might have a tilt next season. Yeah, I'm very, very, very optimistic. I think what one thing I said earlier on in one of the, the first pods, what I like about teams is consistency, especially in my own team. I like seeing consistency. And we, we seem so resilient right now. I mean, we do be a bit drab moving forward, but we've always got that sort of stability at the back. And, you know, the like I mentioned constantly. You made a good point, actually. Sorry to interrupt. The, in the Brighton game, it was the first time you played without two defensive midfielders. Mm. And then that was the only game that I've watched of Chelsea lately where there was like a period in the second half, maybe with like 15 minutes, where it was like mistake after mistake. It was, yeah. Um, that was, what so was yeah, it, Jorginho and no. Mount? As the yeah, he put, he put Mount there and it just don't, I just don't, I think the reason he did that was to try and rest, uh, give a bit of Jorginho a bit of a rest because Kovacic was injured for a few weeks and I think he had his mindset on the fact that... Kante was, wasn't quite up to scratch yet, was he? So he was on the exactly, bench. Exactly, yeah. So it's it was, it, we, he was a bit mindful. Um, not that Mount can't play there, but I think he much, much... It's a waste of his talents, lost. right? It's, it's a it little too deep. He's actually second yeah, in the Premier League in, in key passes at the moment. So he's second oh, he's, only. He's, he's second yeah. only to Player of the Year Bruno Fernandes. Look, I... Mason Mount, he he's brilliant, mate. He's absolutely brilliant. The fact that he's a, he's an English lad too thoroughly excites me. Uh, for shit the name, um, Mason Mount. Is yeah, he's a bit shit name. He's a bit shit, shit name. name. Great player, like it just it's it's yeah. not it's not a name befitting the talent, unfortunately. But like that's definitely it, it. Could be uh, John Terry's John. Oh, not John Terry. Sorry, Frank Lampard's greatest legacy as manager is what he did for yeah, Mount, at Derby yeah. and then at Chelsea. But like, it, it, furthermore to, to your question, Nancy, yeah, very exciting time. I mean, I was listening to commentators in the Madrid game today, I'm sure, which we'll touch on soon. Uh, just the fact, the depth of our squad, I mean, you look at our bench, uh, even compared to Madrid's bench today, it was, you know, so much to choose from. Uh, but, we, you know, we, like I said, with the, with the transfer market this year, we could definitely bolster. Um, but, you know, there's... there's <laughs> I don't even think we're that far behind City, uh, in a sense, uh, where... Because it, it just shows what a good manager who can handle big players in a squad. Well, with a, you know. Doesn't the difference feel like with City and everyone else is that City have, you know, even if they have an injury crisis, they have so much depth in every position. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't affect them yeah. too much. Whereas, you know, even like someone like Liverpool, United, 
uh, Chelsea, Leicester, any of them, they just don't have the squad depth. So they all have an area of their squad if they get a certain amount of injuries. So for Liverpool, it's defence. Um, United don't have like a consistent source of goals um, up front. You know, Leicester just, I mean, Leicester rely very heavily yeah. on their best 11. So, you know, the question yeah. from that is for you guys, you look to the summer, both clubs have reasonable amounts of money to spend. Chelsea certainly do. Um, it's hard to pick out specific players, but what 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 sort of things do you guys need to add to push on? Like, because that's the thing, right? So you've solidified yourself as a Champions League club and Leicester continue to build on the base they've created. So I don't know who wants to go first, but what do you want to see your club add this summer? Well, I mean, a centre-back, Raphael Bahrain. I know it's been in the news with uh, Chelsea lately. I hear we're the head runner for him at the moment, ahead of United. Uh, yeah, that would yep. be great. So it's, it's a bit of a two-horse race. Year to run yeah, up his contract. I, think, I, to, look, I mean, it's quite obvious. It's still, I'm not, Silver might not be the option for next year, considering he struggles to run out 90 minutes now. I mean, I'd love it if he was a couple of years younger, but the bloke's nearly, what, 36, 37 now? And there's only so much. Fun fact. He was the uh, the second oldest person to start a Champions League game oh, after Ryan, Ryan Giggs, Giggs, who was 37. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the guys. Yeah. The guys are meant. He doesn't even look that old, but yeah, he, he, we can't rely on him to be fit next year. And I think we would struggle without him. And not that we we have some great centre backs, but like I've said to you, Adzi, the other day in our chat, it, um, you know, it's amazing what an old brute, you know, knowledgeable, calm, sophisticated centre back can do to a team, uh, and what he can bring to a big team, and just that calmness. So I mean, yeah, someone like Rafa Brown, a centre back, uh, another CDM at Chelsea would be helpful, and. Depending on what we, it, it depends if we're going to hang on to Werner or what will we do with it. Obviously, I think we will. I think Abraham might be on the way out, um, which is a shame, but I can see why. Um, I just don't think quite he's quite the Chelsea class, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, probably a striker as well. But yeah, I think that would be be about it to be honest. I'd be happy with a sort of what we're going to do moving forward, and yeah, maybe a new centre back. I think uh, I don't really see we have to build too much. But like you said, we've got money to spend. Ooh, so yeah. it's an exciting... Mm. Low-key little storyline is that um, Kepa's been getting some game time and he's actually been doing quite well. He, he was really good in the FA Cup against City. The belief that Tuchel's given the players and they just seem so much yeah. more cohesive. It seems like rather than having 11, 11 talented players, you're actually playing more in a, yeah. in a system rather than relying on Thor- individual talent. Completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. He's he's put belief in the players. You're right, and it seems like his man management is excellent, really, really excellent. Uh, and he and he he acts a bit fearless. Like he, today in the Madrid game, he I mean in the 60th minute he made a triple substitution. And there's not many managers in today's game that would make a triple substitution against Real Madrid. It's pretty uh, pretty ballsy. Um, well, you, you've got to have a certain amount of respect from your players to make decisions like that, and and balance yeah. that with the man management you spoke about. So obviously we spoke about Jose last week. And that's where he's got it wrong. So his man management is so horrible. He doesn't have the authority to make that decision because the players, you can't shit all over your players anymore. There's a different way to man management. Like it's empowering your players rather than belittling them. You can't throw them under the no, bus. And... Definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What about you, Robbo? What What does Leicester need to do to consolidate themselves as a as a year by year Champions League club? Yeah. So uh, to build on your point about City. Firstly, uh, less I mean Man City. So obviously they have effectively two 11s that could play anywhere in the Premier League. Um, and I think the step for us is solidifying those additional games, whether it's from Europe or just getting that um, continuity that is going to allow us to build 
um, depth in the squad, which will be important. Uh, but then in terms of position-wise, certainly still on the hunt for a right winger, right-sided winger. So we've made a couple of signings the past few seasons that haven't quite delivered there where we um, had hoped. So Perez, who's more suited to the central system, and Under, who we got on loan from Roma, um, very erratic. God knows what he's going to do with when he gets the ball. But anyway... He's leaving. So, yeah, definitely need a, a right winger. We haven't replaced Mares since he left. So, we've been linked to Trincao from Barcelona, but I'm not sure about that. Or even um, this young lad, this young English lad who's on low, who's now playing at PSV. Can't remember his name, but he used to play for Tottenham. Uh, Maduke, I think it is. Um, him. He looks decent. And then also... Should probably start to think about life after Jamie Vardy. So whether or not we want to look at investing in another young striker. So we've also been linked to Tammy Abraham a bit this year. Not too sure about him. So that would be that would be a good fit because like that would be a different dynamic in your forward line as well, which I think is what the what a team like Leicester yeah. sort of needs to add because they need to play yeah, a more just... flexible style. At times. Yeah, so he could definitely bring something different. I just haven't really seen him play enough. So him or even Edouard from Celtic, but yeah, Celtic. Uh, well, they right have. I, I, I know that Arsenal and Leicester have both had in January. They both had pretty intense conversations with Celtic about bringing Edouard across. Um, and he's got his his contracts up next year, right? So I believe they'd look to recoup. Yeah, some you'd probably be able to get him for probably between year. fifteen and twenty million pounds. I reckon, being that Celtic yeah. aren't in the great greatest yeah. spot, especially now that Rangers. Um, have won the league and will be in the Champions League instead. So yeah, so there's I mean, going to be some implications there. He seems there. interesting too, but uh, yeah, and just continue to to nurture our youth, right? Which is what we've done the past few years, and we have um, a lot of uncut gems that just need polishing up um, through 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 Brendan and, and and his staff. So yeah, there'll be a mix of that, and perhaps probably two to three signings. We never really go too crazy, so. We'll see. How about you? That's, what, what, that's an easy mistake to make, isn't it? Like, I think, like, what West Ham, I think it was West Ham, I think they signed, like, five players one summer. And it's just too hard to integrate that many players. I think you have to be Yeah, you can't keep everyone happy. Adding too well. many ingredients in, yeah. Especially... That's it. Um, it's, I think, like, it's it's not as simple as just rotating them game to game. Players want Some players just want to play every week. Um, yeah, and players come in and they want, they're told a certain thing and then when it doesn't materialize they're not happy and then that just creates a ripple effect throughout squad where people are unhappy and that can affect results and downward spiral from there so yeah completely agree with you on that is there uh, a potential what about united um just before i go on united i want to ask actually you know with wes morgan retiring jamie vardy last legs um is there a leadership void at leicester or do you think players like casper schmeichel continue to carry that um johnny evans has oh, been yeah. superb Tielemans. Like a bargain veteran signings. Uh, Tielemans is like a future sort of captain player. Yeah. And Didi is as good as any um, two-way midfielder in the Prem. And I don't know if there's a bit of a void. Casper is certainly uh, the leader when it comes to the to the, to the the squad now. And I still wasn't sure if Wes was involved in that COVID breach the other week. But to be honest, if he, if he was, he's part of the leadership group anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's aging a bit, so... I half thought about mentioning new keeper as well, or just an understudy to Casper. Um, but 
yeah, our squad is very young. So, and I mean, but the young players we do have do have a lot of experience. So, uh, definitely agree. I think Yuri's going to be captain material for sure. He actually captained us this year in the FA Cup. And then, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I, I'd, I'd rather bring in the youth and keep keep the, the old heads that we have. And, uh, yeah, just, just try and stick to Brendan's philosophy that we have of growing our young players and, and, and relying on the old heads where possible. But, I mean, they're only getting older, so... You've still got a couple of years out of them. You I have think, got a relatively but... young squad, then, I guess. Is that that is true, isn't it? Yeah. I think, yeah. Thinking about, I was going to mention that with Chelsea. We, that's the, another exciting thing. We do have a very, very, very young squad. Uh, lots of players in their early twenties. Lots of players who, you know, are potentially going to be real superstars as they come into it. So that, that's also exciting about Chelsea in the coming seasons. If we can build on that. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Adzi, I know Robbo's trying to get you in there as well. I want to hear about your Man United, mate. I want to hear about what you think you guys um, are going to do next year. Well, the biggest mistake that we made last time we finished second is that we didn't build on it. Yeah, I know Jose Mourinho was the manager and it was probably the right thing not to give him money. Um, but they didn't and you can see what happened. Um, didn't give him money for you know Harry Maguire. I had to wait an extra year on that, um, even though that was a colossal, colossal overpay. Um, but I would like to see the team by a centre-back. I think that you can have all good centre-backs. You can have as many good centre-backs as you want, but if none of them are a number one, it's not going to matter. Um, every centre-back pairing needs someone who leads the, uh, leads the other. I think, you know, not every partnership can be a Vidic and Ferdinand, but you certainly need your Rio um, or your yeah. Vidic. In, I feel in, it in, changes in all the time. In, in what regard? Yeah, the, the centre-backs. I feel that... Like, I don't even know who Harry Maguire usually plays with. Oh, so it's been Lindelof, but they feel like a, it feels like a square peg in a round hole sort of partnership. So Lindelof's good, but they're not an ideal pairing. So you need for yeah. Harry Maguire to play a high line like um, Ole wants to play. You have to have an extremely athletic, smart centre-back next to him um, who covers up for his lack of mm. speed. Now, Maguire makes up for that with really good positioning and anticipation, but... He doesn't fit. He doesn't actually fit playing a high line, so they get caught out a lot in that regard. Um, balls get played in behind them. Wambasaka has shown a real weakness um, at the far post defending, and so they play balls in behind them, and they've conceded a lot of goals from that left side and players coming through. Um, I'd like us to add another right back. I've seen we've seen what signing Alex Tellez has done for Luke Shaw on the left side, um, just providing competition, knowing that your spot isn't secure. I mean, they would have hoped that Dean Henderson did that for David De Gea, and that hasn't worked out too well. So I know that they've spoken to Donnarumma from AC Milan, who's available as a free agent this summer. Um, I think he'd be an amazing signing. Um, he would be the number one keeper at United if he were to come. Um, but that's not really a priority. So young have as well. Two keepers, yeah. I mean, he's already played 200 games for Milan at such a young yeah, age. Crazy. He's, number he's one. a captain as well. Yeah. How old is he? Um, Donnarumma well. would be... <laughs> Uh, I, my guess is 22. That's crazy. That, that would he's be my guess. Yeah, he's 22. He turned 22 in February. Yeah. Um, he's, he's so I'd like to see. I was going to say, you know, yeah, um, problems are very similar what Chelsea's were last year without that number one. So yeah, I, I think, I think Ole deserves some credit for tightening it up. And Harry's been really good. Like he's played, Harry Maguire's played more minutes this season in the Premier League than Eric Bailly has played in the last four combined. Um, so, buy signed an oh, extension, a three-year extension. Yeah, I just saw that. Which was today. surprising, but I actually think that was protection in a sale. So, to make sure United get value in a sale, because he does have a he does have a market. 
Um, but it was a surprise. I mean, we signed Rojo to an extension, obviously a mistake. We signed Phil Jones to an extension. Uh, he still has three years on that contract, which is disastrous. It's going to be so hard, so hard to move him. Yeah, he has a contract through 2024. Um, I think the most important thing, probably, if you watch the Leeds game, is the lack of a, a deep midfield distributor, someone um, anchoring. So, like, you know, you're talking like prime Nemanja Matic. So, an athletic player who can also distribute and move the ball forward. Someone like Kamavinga from Rene, who I know they've had conversations with. Um, forgive me if I can't pronounce that French club. Um, no, I know who you're talking about. Isn't it Ron or Ren? Yeah, there Ren's, you go, Ren. Ren. <laughs> uh, I just can't. You remember when we were overseas, Robert? I can't pronounce anything foreign. I can't. Be like, Spoonus Notches. I think yeah. United um, consider Jaden Sancho to be a bit of a luxury signing now, only because of his price. We do need a right sided attacker and a striker. Um, that, so I get like you run through it again. So, right. So, what I said, goalkeeper right back, CDM. Striker, right winger. They're not going to sign all of those. Um, the Glazers are tight asses and they're never going to fork over that sort of money. So I guess if we sign two to three players, that would be ideal. It needs to be at least two, if not three. Four seems unrealistic. So hold on a minute. What's going on with the keeper situation? Yeah, I'm not too sure what you're saying. Um, it seems like Henderson is the number one now. So Henderson had pretty much said at New Year that if he wasn't going to be number one by the end of the season, he'd ask to leave. I know that De Gea kicked up a bit of a fuss when there was a bit of talk about him being dropped in February. Now, I can't remember the exact time that Henderson came into the team. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to move David De Gea, right? Top paid player in the Premier League. Pretty old now too, right? No, he's not that old. Not old Not old for a keeper, certainly. Oh, he's only 30. Uh, so, yeah, not, not too bad. The only problem is Courtois has had uh, his best season yet at Real Madrid, so that's off the table. Oblak's at Atletico, now he is potentially leaving. Um, but there aren't a lot of goalkeepers' spots open. So, you know, Juventus don't have the money to buy De Gea, um, but that's an obvious fit. But United would have to subsidise probably half of his wages. So that's paying 200k for another three seasons, probably, for him not to play for them. PSG have Navas. They have no reason to sign him. There's a lot of good keepers around these days, I must say. It's, it's, it's a, it seems to be an abundance of, of great, great goalkeepers, a lot of strength across Europe. A lot of sweeper keepers now. Be. Well, look at the oh, wow. I guess give or take with bonuses, 400k a week. Oh, not much then. Just, just, a, little bit. just, just a little bit of money. Well, see, see the, the, the reason for that is that's what Sanchez got when Sanchez came. And it completely broke yeah. the wage structure at United. And at the time, De Gea was in the last year of his deal. And so we didn't have any choice but to give him that money. At the time, it didn't seem like the worst decision, right? He was the best keeper in the Premier League, best keeper in the world. He was winning us points. On a practically what felt like a weekly basis. Like, I remember after Joe and I went to see Interstellar, we watched um, the United game at his house against Liverpool, and he was incredible that day. And somehow we won 3 1 and got absolutely battered and somehow won that game. United have learned that they have to stick to a wage structure, and that's what they've done. So, De Gea is the last piece of that that's still out of place. So, what do you mean, man? Think about it. Think of how successful Alexis Sanchez was at Manchester United, mate. Like, what a, what a win that was. That's great. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> how many did he? Wait, he does. Did he? Did he? Uh, <laughs> did, what did he score? Two or three goals at the end for United. You know what's funny? Scott's got his shirt as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Him, I was. I was yeah, putting. I, that. 
I was putting up that photo for Scott's birthday and I edited out the Alexis part. So I moved that part of the photo so it wasn't in it. No. So you couldn't see that Alexis was on the back of the shirt. <laughs> well, I've got an I've got an Anderson shirt. I've got an Anderson shirt right in the cupboard that I could chuck on. If, if that interests oh, you. Yeah, that's a beauty. Anderson, mate. What, uh, what, he what, wasn't what, too bad, was he? He was good at first. He just then he just couldn't stay healthy and he just like every like every other Brazilian he partied too much and he got fat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. He got fat. You know fat. what? I wouldn't mind a South American player at Leicester. Just that bit of flair, samba. No, I, was, I was trying to think of the word. Yeah, sa- samba. Was, 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 I was about to say samba. Like Christopher Samba <laughs> yeah. from Buffen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go um, I was he looking. Was a defender, wasn't he? He was. He was a centre back. He was a centre back, yeah. Um, so I was looking at the top four now. So for a top four finish, we've got Leicester at $1.12. Chelsea at a dollar forty, Liverpool at two eighty, West Ham at seven dollars, Tottenham seven. at eight fifty, and Everton at twenty three dollars. Arsenal you can't even bet on. So, do yeah, well, you guys is it? Do you do you feel confident enough to say that it's just about set? No, I think I'm confident in Leicester. I don't know about the rest, and it could go either way. To be honest, yeah. West Ham are erratic. Liverpool are Liverpool, but they keep dropping points. Um, and then, yeah, Chelsea, everyone, I'm, everything I'm reading has said that they've got a really tough run in and they've got a lot of games to play. So it's it, tough, it, it, yeah. could, it could honestly go either way. But it seems the bookies have decided that it's between Liverpool and Chelsea. It, it seems that way. But I mean, the thing, if you look at it, last week or two weeks ago, as you still said we were likely to finish, what, sixth? The predictions were we were likely to finish sixth. Yeah, that's that was up what until I've last been weekend. reading. Um, the fact that we've, you know, we got a very, very important win against West Ham. I don't think you can underestimate how important that win is for us, considering the, the games we have left. But it's, we're still in a relatively precarious position, considering the run-in that we have. Um, so, I, you know, I think we need to get a good win against Fulham on the weekend. Um, God, goal difference is looking relatively tidy. Fulham beat you. Oh, that would be. But I mean, the goal difference is looking relatively tidy. So I mean, that that's a good thing. Um, and we're obviously an informed team, so that's also that, got that going for us. And teams underneath us are just the goal difference is pretty even, I guess. Yeah, if yeah, Liverpool if Liverpool were to batter shot. someone, they all of a sudden yeah. close that four goal gap. So, which is certainly yeah. capable. I'm just hoping of. United win this weekend. I'd really hope you both beat. Liverpool. I think if you can beat Liverpool and we we'll we beat Fulham, I'd be quietly confident after that. Yeah, it's just like I think I think we've said it every week, right? Um, you think you think it's going a certain way. And it's set, mm. not set in stone, but going at least heading in, you're pretty confident heading in one direction. Then by the next week, all of a sudden, everything's changed. I was just going to say, what did you say the odds were for, for Tottenham out of interest? $8.50. I feel like Everton are a better shot than that because Everton have got a game in hand. They'll, they'll nip right up to six, won't they? Yeah, I guess it just comes down to evidence. Like Everton have been so in- inconsistent home and away, you don't know what you're going to get. And they've what that was there on Friday. The, it was the first win in six, I believe. Yeah, um, we, and they were very lucky. How well they it. started. When you think about how well they started, and they how much brilliant. they've fallen off since, um, mm. that's probably a better representation of who they are. So they're probably right where they should be. Lodi has made, made that team better for sure. But oh no doubt, no doubt. And he'll have money to spend this summer, so they do have an opportunity to improve. There's a lot of opportunity this summer for clubs willing to push the boat out and spend some cash. I think. Looking at the form table of the last 10 games, Man City and Man United are top two positions. Yeah. And right. then, um, yeah. Manchester City. I'm not so, going to acknowledge any Manchester City trophies this season. Good on them for winning an irrelevant game against Tottenham on the weekend that we're not going to talk about. And um, yeah, I didn't even watch it. I've not even seen the goal. I can't believe United are going to finish. I'm glad they won. 
with no one above them. Yeah, yeah happy they won too, but it was a boring game. Very, very boring. Let's just say we might not even need top four, I'd say. Let's say that way. Maybe we can maybe we can win the Champions League. Yeah, quick quick one. Quick one before I move on to yeah. uh I'm close to Joe's heart. Uh is yeah. who wins tomorrow, PSG or City? Where is it? Honestly, don't even know, don't even care. I'll I'll check two seconds. That, um, I think I think PSG are going to win. PSG have been so good in Europe. I think they're going to win. I yeah, think it's a PSG is it more the question well. of uh, is it going to be like a belter of a game? I think it's or is it just going to be one of those? I think I think it, well, it. I think well, it is. I think it is. Yeah. And I, I expect Pepe, against Guardiola again as well. Yeah, Pep will get his tactics wrong in a big game yet again, and find that Messi can't carry him to all the titles that he used to get at Barcelona. I mean, if it was someone to win the Champions League other than Chelsea, I'd probably want PSG out of the lot to win it. Maybe. Imagine thinking you'd ever say that. Yeah, but, I want a new winner. So yeah, any of these two to win, but I probably prefer PSG. Not they're so decent great. odds at home. I'll ban you from the podcast if you ever say say something so pro City. Three dollars twenty. <laughs> PSG are playing at home to win. Yeah, decent. Uh, and then I was just gonna add real quick. If Chelsea win the Champions League, then obviously they're into it next season. Mm-hmm. Title winners get to defend the title. And if you're and if no. uh, the no Arsenal win Europa League as well, they're in it. Mm-hmm. So no fourth. That team. would probably mean no fourth place team is. Yeah, you said it. So Correct. no, the team yeah. who finishes fourth isn't in the Champions League. If Chelsea were to win the Champions League and Arsenal weren't or Arsenal weren't to win the Europa League, then you would get that still get that extra spot. How how cool would it be if yeah. Liverpool or Spurs finished fourth in that scenario? <laughs> Again, yeah, and then well, that's what happened in twenty twelve, wasn't it? Like yeah, yeah. It'd be funny, Liverpool would be the best one there, because we did it with Spurs in twenty twelve. Spurs finished fourth and we won yeah. the Champions League and knocked them out. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp's head would explode. So going down a division, um, Brentford are leading the chase. Well, well, we've secured all four playoff spots, right? So Brentford are four points ahead of Bournemouth and Swansea and Barnsley, um, who all yeah, have yeah, three Bs. But not Norwich and Watford will join us in the Premier League next season for, hor- yeah, for four horrible fixtures a year. Um, yeah, teams I like hate playing. I hate Norwich. They'll just go straight back down. Yeah. Um, it's like playing a, Watford playing a will pack just of, sign uh, a mediocre Spanish manager halfway through the season. Again <laughs> yeah, what was it? Watford had four managers in their last campaign in the Premier League. Uh, so they then they hired a guy that they fired. They brought him back. Yeah. So it was actually maybe, it was actually three managers. Maybe uh, Timo Pukki could score five penalties at the start of the season. They think they're going to romp the league. Yeah, and everyone can be like, "Oh, I'm so glad I had Pukki in my FBL team, and they didn't score again." <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> Good much. job by you. Do you know JJ is in the top thousand FPL players? I've seen it. I'm keeping a close eye on it. He's doing very, very well. Like yeah, he's, he's doing really very well. He is smart, smart guy with his FPL. So players. obviously Brentford, a club close to your heart, Joe. Um, are yes. they going to get up? I mean, they're four points I, ahead. They have the I, superior I, goal difference. If they can avoid Bournemouth, if they can beat Barnsley, get if they get well, they're likely going to get Barnsley in the first leg of the playoff. If they can be beat Barnsley and hopefully get Swansea in the final of the playoff. That would be an ideal. Well, they're all on the same points. Yeah, they're all on the same Bournemouth points. Are, right? Bournemouth are a much better side. They're like much more dangerous. They've got a better attack. Their goal difference is far ahead of the other two. Yeah. Like Bar- yeah. By, by, by goal difference, it makes Barnsley look terrible. By comparison. Yeah. you got to remember uh, Bournemouth. I agree, but I just mean that, sorry, I just mean that four, fifth, and six could easily shift. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The t- last yeah, two yeah, games. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But well, if, if, if Brentford could saying... avoid Bournemouth, that's ideal, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You got to remember. I agree, actually. But Brentford and Bournemouth are the two in there because they, they were they were both top of the league for patches earlier in the season. They're doing really well. Yeah, I think Brentford deserve it as oh. well, right? They've been there or thereabouts oh. the past couple of years. Yeah, they've been so unlucky. I feel it, very. It reminds me of when Leeds couldn't get promoted, right? So when they were like streaks ahead and they choked like the last ten games out, and ended up missing it. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's the sort of tale that you have to to look at. So they have to like it feels like it's an it can sort of be sometimes it, there's no certainties, right? So it could be a now or never scenario for them. It just sucks they don't have someone like yeah. Ollie Watkins anymore to to find over the line. Yeah. Like, well, they sold him and Bar- Barahino, whatever you, how you say. His but name. they've they've done well regardless. West Ham. So yeah, I'd like them or Barnsley. Oh no, screw screw Barnsley. Just someone. I don't want Bournemouth and I don't want Swansea because they're they're too fresh. They're well, like bad, not talking strictly as a nuffy, doesn't Barnsley feel like a club who's just going to yo-yo straight back down? Yep, probably. But I'd, I'd, happen, like... I'd happily hammer them twice. So it doesn't doesn't. Yeah, Barnsley used to be. I hate I, like as, as much fun as we had ourselves when we went to Swansea. I don't want to. I want to. I hate when United would travel. Was it to the Liberty? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Liberty Liberty Stadium. Yeah, Stadium, to yeah. the Liberty. And like for those who haven't been there, Swansea is like the worst version of Geelong that you can imagine. It is the dingiest little town with like yeah, one nightclub. Industrial. Uh, yeah, remember when we walked into the I can't remember what the name of the nightclub was, and when we walked in, I was like it, could, it felt like you couldn't even look at anyone. Do you remember? Yeah, it's yeah. It was like oh, there's like all these like tattooed up Welsh people. It was just weird. Very strange. Just weird. I don't. Swansea's defense, though, it was a rainy day, so I'm sure it's nice. Isn't, isn't it always a rainy day in Swansea? <laughs> oh, it's fucking rain. Oh, it's Wales, so yeah. You know what yeah. the best, the best poster that I saw in the Super League protests is that we want our cold, rainy days in Stoke. Did you see that? Yeah, nice. Uh-huh. No, I didn't. But that's, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That was good shit. Get Go Let's do our predictions. Get your fixtures up. It's time yep. to talk through the weekend. Now, we didn't have time to talk about Arsenal today, but you look at when Scott's back next week, you guys can hammer like what whatever's going on with them week to week. But on Friday, yep. to kick off the fixtures this week, we have Southampton hosting Leicester. Robbo, what's going to happen? So, yeah, Southampton are effectively safe from, from relegation now. And we did have our famous win there, 9-0 last year. So, uh, wouldn't mind that again, but I doubt it somehow. I expect we'll win. We just beat them in the FA Cup. I hope we win. So, um, clean sheet on the cards. Yeah, I, I'd like to think so. Let's go with 2-0 to Leicester. Cool. I was going to say 2-0 as well, but just to be a bit different, I think if you... Yeah, they could be dangerous moving forward every now and Let's go with 2-1 Leicester. 2-1 I'm going to go 3-1 Leicester. I just think like Southampton give you opportunities to score because they like to open the game up for themselves. Um, that's yeah. perfect for a team like Leicester, especially away from home. So 3-1 Leicester for me. In the early game on Saturday, Crystal Palace, um, the most Jekyll and Hyde side in the comp, will host Manchester City. At Selhurst Park. Kick it off, Joe. Uh, well, that's interesting. City sandwiched between two huge games with PSG. Uh, but like you said, don't really have a weak team. And Palace, 2-0 City. Yeah, I think they're going to be heavily rotated, right? That's probably one thing to consider. They'll rotate it straight will, after the, the PSG game. Um, I will go 3-0 City. Palace have got a lot of players leaving at the end of the year. 10, so, I mean, you would have thought that they'd be playing 
at least to keep their position or as a bit of a shop window. Um, Roy Hodgson will get, maybe they'll, he's going to get sacked too. Watch that. Yeah, how oh, is he? I didn't know that. Well, well he's out of contract, City, so they're not going to run it. Yeah, City should win. Might be tighter than it seems. 2-1. Brighton and Leeds in the next game. And Brighton are going after it. I mean, they've, they've got to uh, get a win on the board to keep that distance between Fulham. So, But Leeds have had some great results lately. I don't know. Maybe uh, I might just go the Leeds win. 2-1. It's 1-0 to Leeds for me, mate. I think Leeds have been a lot more resilient. A nice, good informed team. Um, not scoring as many goals, though. But I like them. 1-0. That one. Yeah, I'm also going to go 2-1 leads. I think they've been better defensively. Um, yeah, who knows been. with Brighton? Sometimes Brighton can just be so unlucky. They can do all the right things and just yeah. not... Like, I remember when they hit the, against United, when we played them there at the Amex, they score, They hit the post five times in that game. Yeah, they were so um, unlucky against... Yeah, yeah I'm a really big fan score. of Graham Potter. Yeah, yeah. That was the game, really that, was the game that United won after the final whistle because of the VAR review, and then Bruno took the penalty at the end. Good times. What a club. What a, can win from any scenario. Any scenario, you name it. After the whistle, we can do it. Bruno. Chelsea and Fulham. Chelsea, Fulham. At Go the ahead, bridge. Jay. Yeah, I'll do this one. At the bridge. Probably in for a little bit of a rotation, but still very important for us. So I think Fulham are a bit toast, man. They don't have enough quality and they rely on a magic moment and they just don't have it because they don't have players that can give them that moment. Uh, I think we'll eke out maybe 2-0. Maybe I'd like to see 2-0. That's what's coming to mind. 2-0, Charles. Um, I expect Fulham will score. Don't know why. They just seem to always score in every game lately. Uh, I'll be different and go 1-1. Sure, uh, I'm going to go 2-0, Chelsea. I just think they've they've figured out how to grind out results to get things they done. Um, and that's what they'll all have to do in this game to focus more on the second leg of the CL. So... Um, the last game on Saturday is at Goodison Park between Everton and Aston Villa. Should be a good one. It's a good lineup of games on Saturday, to be fair. Yeah, it is, actually. Um, this one, tough. Villa had a good last-minute equaliser against West Brom on the weekend. They were effectively playing for nothing, though, really, to be honest. Everton got a slim chance. So, I mean, let's go with a win, home win for them. Maybe 1-0 to the Toffees. To the Toffees, eh? I mean, just to, just to get them off our ass, I would like to see Everton drop points here, which is very feasible considering the sort of teams that are playing. Um, maybe we'll go a bit of a 2-2. I feel like both teams can be a bit leaky at times. Um, let's do 2-2. I yeah. think that might be a good game, actually. Yeah, I'm going to go for the upset. I got Villa 2-1. Oh, the first game on Sunday is at St. James's Park and Newcastle and Arsenal in the host of the big clubs who underachieve. Flats is going to be so mad. He's been so supportive, and we've just done nothing but hammer yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Well, we've been honest. We've been honest about Arsenal. I think that, that we haven't. We That's right. Never, them. never fear. I will have Troy on at some point. We'll hash it all out. Yeah, it'd be good to get an Arsenal fan in a bit of perspective. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Arsenal are going to bring this one. I think they're going to do well. I thought sorry for him against Everson. It's a silly mistake by Leno. So like that Everton goal in, bit of a silly one for sure. It wasn't the worst part is it wasn't even going in the net. It was going away, um, and because of the deflection, it goes because it, it's yeah. his legs, it goes in. It was just the I, most classic Arsenal it. scenario. It was. I hate seeing things like that, and I felt sorry for him. But I mean, God, 
Arsenal could slip into the bottom ten if they if they do lose. But uh, let's go let's go two one Arsenal. I think Newcastle concede late two one to Arsenal. I'm going to go with Newcastle win. Why not? They've uh, been getting some good results lately. Arsenal not so much. Two one to Newcastle. Yeah, and Newcastle's in like an interesting position. Nothing to play for hypothetically now that they're safe. But then for all those clubs like in the bottom 10, you've got players playing for their careers. Those teams will be yeah. looking ahead to the summer, wondering who fits and who doesn't. And it's your last chance to make a good impression if you're worried about you your, might your think, place. Sorry, yeah, to add to that, you might think Arsenal will rotate as well because they've also got their Europa League semi final. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I didn't think about yeah. that. They really, they really don't have anything to play for. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. They've actually done really well when they've rotated. It's when they seem to play their strongest lineup, hypothetically speaking, that they've, they've struggled. So um, 2-1 Arsenal to me. In the biggest game of the weekend, the biggest game of the season for some, United play Liverpool at Old Trafford. I didn't think it was at Anfield, but it is at Old Trafford. Um, who you got? Adzi, you, you should take this away, mate. Um, I never know what to expect in these sort of games. Um, United really don't have anything to play for. Um, we've been so successful already, of course. Uh, <laughs> well, you want to solidify. You want to solidify second, surely. But but then again, but it is Liverpool. It's Liverpool too. after all. So there's always something to play for. So yeah. I am going to go that uh, Mo Salah will score, and United will win two one. This is an interesting game because Liverpool are going to come out guns blazing. Nothing else to play for but the Prem. Manchester United don't, not wanting to lose against Liverpool, but also have other things in their mind. Ah, I, I really hope United win. But I, I, I think it's going to be a relatively decent game considering Liverpool have to go for it. And United will know that. So I'm going to go 2-2. I'm going to think of a belt of a game. 2-2 with a late equaliser from someone. 2-2. I was going to say 2-2, but I'll go 1-1 then. Yeah, Uh I just hope Liverpool don't win, so 1-1. One, one. All right, moving on to one of the least interesting games of the week, Tottenham hosting Sheffield United. Well, Tottenham should win there, shouldn't they? 3-0. Yeah, Get it over first over. thing I thought came to I'm going to go 4-0. I think, yeah, Tottenham seem to like rally in these sort of games for some reason. I think Kane will get a few goals. 4-0. Yeah, I think Harry Kane's going to have a field day. Um, Son, try and get back in some reasonable form after he cried it out against City on the weekend. Um, tears, I'm going to go, yeah, 3-0. 3-0 to Spurs, unfortunately. Uh, on Monday, we have West Brom hosting Wolverhampton in the first. Wow, that's local derby, that. Local boring. Um, let's say West Brom win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? Well, they, they, can, they can mathematically be relegated this weekend, so they have to. They'll have to win that Yeah, game. they'll go for it. Yeah. Well, Wolves just got uh, battered, too. 2-0. Yeah. Wolves just got battered and they really haven't been great at all this season. I'm, I'm fairly disappointed in Wolves. I know they've had a couple of injuries, but I thought they would do a lot better. I think they'd be very disappointed. And I think Brom yeah, has to win your Yeah, shit from them. Maybe like 2... I'll go maybe 2-1 West... No, 2-1. Yeah, 2-1 West Brom. I think that's going to be a good game too. Even though... Go on, it's a boring team, but I think it'll actually turn out to be a good game considering West Brom have to really throw the kitchen sink at it. So, 2-1 to Brom. I don't know. It's it's. I think West Brom get up. Yeah, I think they'll get up. Um, probably be 2-1 West Brom. So, last game of the weekend, we have Burnley hosting West Ham. Game with pretty big implications. Uh, I'll take this one. I believe that West Ham are going to struggle at Turf Moor. Burnley just had a great result last weekend against Wolves. 
So, yeah, let's... I don't know if they'll win, though. I could see it being a score draw. So, let's say 1-1. One, one. That's a score draw came to mind as soon as you brought that up. It's always been goals with the West Ham games lately, except from the Chelsea one. But Burnley with a belting win. So, maybe it could be another 2-2 this weekend for me on that one. Let's go 2-2. I'd like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I um, cool. I think it's going to be 1-1. One, one. I just don't know if West Ham have enough. One. Firepower at the moment. I was thinking 2 1, but I pretty much picked that in every game across the weekend. So I'll change it up. There'll be a draw this weekend and it'll be 1 1. And I reckon that'll close us up for this week. Thanks, boys, for joining. Um, thanks, everyone, for their support. Keep sharing on your stories. Thanks, Slatsy, in particular, for all your support. Um, yes. Thanks, everyone, for all their support. Keep on posting. Share it on your stories. Share it with your friends. Um, thanks, fellas, and we will see you again next time.